Previously on Project Shadow, we've discussed the idea of genius being a muse, something separate from ourselves. But thanks to a wonderful call-in on the show, we may have found where that muse lives. Let's talk about that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or following the madness over on World Anvil, where I'm creating the Arsalem Hour universe over there, because I am, and it's a thing I'm doing for reasons. <laughs> I'm gonna go crazy. Anyway, if you're new to the show we discuss a lot of things about writing creativity and where it comes from i am so excited to do today's episode because i i i say this too often i'm 42 i've been studying creativity for a very long time and i don't know how i missed this idea i don't know how but before we get into all that if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of communicating with each other and possibly all taking part in a communal genius. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> because that's why I started this. And... We'll talk about that a lot more in a minute. But thank you to everybody who's already given the podcast a rating. It really does help out. Without further ado, let's listen to the voice message. Shall we? Hey, Charlie. It's J-A-C or Jack. Either one's good. They, them is very good. And um, I wanted to talk to you about the concept of a senius. I wasn't sure if you're familiar with it, but I found it really useful. Um, I learned about it first from Austin Kleon's book, Show Your Work, which I recommend to everybody. And um, it's basically like, when we think of a creative person, there's this concept of the lone genius, right? But even if somebody creates their work more on a solo level, usually the depth and nuance of their work comes from them communicating their ideas to other people who are of like mind or in a similar field. And so those people are your seniors. And I feel like knowing that concept has let me cultivate my seniors and has made my creative life better. And um, I'd really like to know what you think of this idea and, I don't know, just your thoughts and feelings on it. Anyway, thank you so much for the podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. You're welcome for the podcast. I really like doing it. I am kind of obsessed. I'm, I'm weird like that. I, I don't know how I completely missed this idea. Okay, so you say you got it from Austin Cleon. When I started doing research on it, Austin Cleon got it from Brian Eno. And I love Brian Eno. And then I found out Kevin Kelly wrote a piece on it back in 2008. And I used to read everything that Kevin Kelly wrote back then. So I don't know how I missed this idea. 
but somehow I did. And I just want to start by saying thank you so much for bringing it to my attention. Okay, so they did a very good job of explaining what a senius is to everybody on the podcast. So I did some digging because that's the kind of person that I am, you know? I want to know more, especially when an idea is really, really cool and compelling and exciting and different. And I will put in the show notes down wherever the show notes are in your app that you're listening to me on links to three of the articles that I used in that I found while researching this that I thought had some really cool stuff in there. Once by Kevin Kelly, once by um, Alex Gentry, and the other one is by Austin Cleon, which I know must be a shocker. You know, Austin Cleon wrote a blog post about this idea that he really likes. Okay, so before we get into like how I feel about this idea and all of that, the idea was created by Brian Eno when he was a student in art school, where he was being, as he put it, and I quote, "Um, I was encouraged to believe that there were a few great figures like Picasso and Kandinsky, Rembrandt and Ghetto, and so on who sort of appeared out of nowhere and produced artistic revolution. As I looked at art more and more, I discovered that it wasn't really a true picture. What really happened is that there was sometimes very futile, very fertile scenes involving lots and lots of people, some of them artists, some of them collectors, some of them curators, thinkers, theorists, people who were fashionable and knew what was hip, what the hip things were all sorts of people who created a kind of ecology of talent and out of that ecology rose some wonderful work the period i was particularly interested in round about the russian revolution shows this extremely well so i thought that originally, those few individuals who'd survived in history, in the sort of great man theory of history, they were called geniuses. But what I thought was interesting was the fact that they all came out of a scene that was fertile and very intelligent. So I came up with the word senius. A senius is the intelligence of a whole operation or group of people. And I think that's a more useful way to think about culture. And yeah, Brian Eno's right. This is such a wonderful way to think about culture because a lot, none of this stuff comes out in a vacuum. We can talk about the few rare people here, there and yonder, but As we've talked about with even J.K. Rowling, she had friends in the publishing industry that were able to get her books before the right people. And even though, yes, she got quite a few rejection letters, it was a friend of hers that helped her to get published. So even someone like her, who didn't, didn't necessarily belong to this kind of cultural scene, required one, required others. And I've often felt this to be the case. I've seen this throughout my life, and 
Now that I have the term seniors, I can say that I've been a part of several of these. Back when I was in high school is probably when it started for the first time for me. Because we were all freaks, and we were artists, and singers, and musicians, and writers, and I went to a very arty high school. And we all pushed each other, and pushed each other to do better and better and better work. Even though we did completely different kinds of work. And that pressure that we put on each other was never judgmental. It was never, no, you shouldn't do that. It was always, can you do that, but more. And it allowed for us to grow and develop and become some really good and talented artists today. Now, none of the people from the social group that I ran around with are particularly famous. Some have some good-sized uh, <laughs> followings on Instagram, especially the couple that I couple friends of mine who became tattoo artists. But it all made us better. It made us who we are. This is an idea that's time has come. Y'all know that I have a very strong anarchistic tendency in many, and I don't like this idea that there are great people that pop up here, there, and yonder, because it's not true. There's always a group. When you ever... Oh, <laughs> When you look into any person in history, there's always a group that surrounded them. And then there's the fairy dust that gets sprinkled on top. No one is just great because they willed it so. There's always a bit of luck and there's always a large group of people helping them to get there. Your Stephen Kings and the various writers that he used to talk about. I mean, I'm not a great anything, but... I spent most of my childhood following around writers that I admired and asking them questions at conventions because I knew it was something that I wanted to do. And it's been something that I've really wanted for a long time to have a place where all of that can come together and we can build a community. That is the real secret of genius, is that sharing. It's one of the reasons why I didn't know have these words to put into it but i like doing this podcast and telling you all about every little nuance and thing that's going on in my creativity and in my life because well these little things that help me might help you and i want to share them and i want to put them out there and i listen to a lot of other people who do the same kind of work and that is sort of a seamless but it's not quite there. One of the things that I think is interesting is looking at the internet and how this concept is challenged by it. The last major mental breakdown that I had was after I found out about a group called the Futurians. I became obsessed with them. At that point in time, Project Shadow was part of the Dashpunk network. We were a whole bunch of websites that talked about science fiction, horror, fantasy, all kinds of stuff. I wrote for at least seven websites at the time. We reviewed everything. We talked about everything. We were doing about nine podcasts, I think, at one point. And we were looking at this idea of launching a fan club, actually starting a fan club, but not a fan club of us, 
but a fan club of science fiction. And I was doing a lot of deep dives into the history of science fiction and fantasy fandom. And along the way, I encountered mentions of this group, the Futurians. I hunted down everything that I could find about them. I even bought a book on eBay that was all about their history and their founding and everything that went on with them all the way up to their disillusion. Now, the Futurians is a science fiction fan club that ran in for from about 1937 to 1945. They were based out of New York City and well, the let me just name some of the members of the Futurians. This may uh, help you understand some things. Isaac Asimov, James Blish, Damon Knight, Mr. and Mrs. Dirk Wiley. These were all members. Frederick Pohl. These were all members of the Futurians. The Futurians created some of the greatest and most memorable science fiction and fantasy writers of their era. And they were a fan club. They were a fan association. And I wanted to know everything that I could about them because the idea that something like that once existed, and now that we have a word for it, this Senius existed in New York City once upon a time. I wanted to know more. And we actually sat back and reorganized everything that we were doing so we could try to start that kind of an organization. And well, let's just say working about 18 hour days, seven days a week for seven or so years straight is not good for your psyche. And you know, things collapsed. But when <laughs> we brought Project Shadow back, when I brought Project Shadow back and started pushing forward with this, I still had in the back of my mind that I wanted to make a modern day Futurians. I wanted to make a group that could share and jo join forces to create some of the greatest artwork that was possible. So yeah, I love this idea. This has kind of been at the heart of my mission for a long time. This is kind of, this is what, this is like the great thing about my life in that I keep reinventing wheels that I don't need to do. Like with my writing, I spent years struggling and struggling and struggling till I finally found a method of writing that I really liked. And then I realized it had existed in Asia for 500 years. But at least then I finally had words to put to it. And that's what this does. This finally gives us, gives me words that I can put to it. There's language now that's associated with this. So what are the components? What, what makes a senius? So there are four components to a senius. First, there is mutual appreciation, much like the motivational peer pressure. Okay. Second, there's a rapid exchange of tools and techniques in which as soon as, as soon as something is invented, it is widely shared among everyone within the senius as everyone within the senius is united in a common language. Third, there's, there are network effects of success, which means whenever there is a success, it is celebrated by everyone within the seniors. 
and fourth within the seniors there's a local tolerance for the novelties which means that renegades mavericks unusual and revolutionary ideas are protected from tampering by a buffer zone seniors in other words is a flourishing space for nonconformity that by the way is a quote from the article what is the seniors by alex gentry that i will be linking to in the show notes nonconformity you know that's like my favorite word in the universe i use it so much it's something that i'm always saying stop conforming stop being what other people are stop trying to reinvent somebody else's work make your own work find your own path that's what a seniors is and that's something that i think that we can do together and i'm not brazen enough to say that i am going to found a seniors but i think we can i think we working together can definitely do this we can share our work with each other we can develop this camaraderie see a lot of this idea of seniors is what i'm talking about at the beginning of every episode when i say that i want a bigger community so we can actually interact and talk to each other that's what i want here and that's what we have started building this is such a good idea we need to develop it locally we need to develop it online we need places where we can come together and share all that we're learning and all these ideas and most of all it needs to be a place that's free of judgment and welcoming of nonconformity because honestly i don't know a more beautiful word in the english language than nonconformity i don't like being like others i like being myself i like being different and i want to spread i want to spread that enthusiasm that joy of difference because i don't want friends that are just like me i don't want to read books that are just like what i write i want to see what all's out there it's the nature of creativity and i think we've seen a couple of these starting to form be it the writing community on twitter which is literally hashtag writing community that's been very supportive for me and hopefully i've been for others over there with podcasts like this one and quite a few others that i can think of yeah i think that this is something that we can do and i think it's something that we have the tools to do be it on twitter or facebook or through our individual youtube channels podcasts and what have you this is such a beautiful idea because i've always believed that the genius is something that lives outside us because i show up for work and sometimes that muse shows up and sometimes the muse doesn't and i just light a candle and invite the muse to come and if the muse doesn't then it's not my fault i showed up that day and i can at least get some words down even if they're terrible but now knowing where the muse lives ah see that's the real thing there isn't it having a place where we can go to find that inspiration that support this is such a lovely idea and i want to thank you jack for bringing this up it it really 
is opening my eyes to a lot of possibilities. And I don't know if this is necessarily the episode that you wanted when you shared it, but there is a chance that all week is going to be on this topic because I have so many thoughts and I try to keep these episodes short. So yeah, seniors, definitely let me know what you all think about that. If any of you have any ideas, I would love to hear them. In the show notes, you will find a link to the voice message system. You can use it like Jack did to send in a voice message. Those really do mean a lot. I get so excited whenever they come in, especially because they're usually so good. Yeah, I would love to hear from you. Keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you want to hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, I'm CE Dorset on both. And you can find links to everything that I do over at Project Shadow. If you haven't already, do take a moment to rate the podcast. That really does help out a lot. If you have a dollar that you can spare, you will find a link in the show notes to both the community support and to my Patreon. The difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you to everybody who does that. It really does mean the world to me. If you don't have any money right now or you just don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot, too. I am so excited about this idea. You have no, you have no clue. Like, I'm really going to be digging into this and seeing what all we can do. Because I think we have the tools to bring one of these creatures about. And I think that would be something wonderful something I would love to be a part of again until next time thank you all so much for listening and whatever you do don't forget to have the fun bye